What's up, guys? This is Bass here for Anime DGens episode 12. I am here with my co-hosts, Tyler and Dan. We have a couple of little fun segments set up for you guys today. First one being TV shows turn anime. Pretty self-explanatory, but we'll get into it a little bit later. And then last, we took the time to watch Ash become the champion. So we're going to review Pokemon, Leon vs. Ash for all the marbles. I'm really, really excited for that, guys. Um, if you've got anything else that you guys want us to watch or want to come hang out with us on Friday nights like we do sometimes, check out our link tree at linktree.com slash animedgens. Tyler, little yeah. news for us, man? Yeah, so we got some exciting news. They finally announced the Naruto 99 winners. And uh, what they get out of that is uh, the winner got a, gets a short manga written from uh, Kishimoto, of course. And I'm glad to say that the One Piece uh, fans did not succeed in making Sakura number one. Uh, Minato actually um, won number one with Itachi coming in a second. And Sakura making it to number three. They I tried don't know. so hard. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> that would have been an all-time troll, bro. That would have been that would have been fucking goaded. But good That's... job getting into number three, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say that would be like way more aggressive than like people trolling people on my anime list. Like this is this is trolling a competition. And if Naruto fans had to watch or read an entire <laughs> short story based on Sakura, oh man, they'd be scathing. It'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> You know, Minato or Itachi or like just any any of the characters that was up in the top ten or whatever, they they all kind of deserved it. And I seen a lot of uh, people like flaming Naruto. It was like, how did Naruto not win a uh, popularity contest for his own show? And I'm like, bro, it, the, what, the, the whole story's point? about him anyway. Like, what the what, fuck? Do they do they not see what the winner got? Like, it doesn't make sense for Naruto to win. Like. I, we I already do think, have a story. I do think if Sakura did win, Kishimoto would have done her justice and given her a badass arc just to herself. That would have been sick, honestly. It would have been cool because she's always been a side character. Not a side character, but a side character, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she's uh, the least covered out of the, 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 our main three characters. Um, what? Who have you? Who would you guys have voted for? I voted for Amina. Uh, I voted for uh, the four Fokage. Okay. So. I went, I went, uh, Kisame. Jiraiya, oh, dude. Okay. Jiraiya would have been good too. Yeah, no. I want uh, a little Jiraiya Tsunade drunk hey, adventure. Hey, <laughs> hey. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, Kisame is just like my favorite character. Oh, uh, definitely, yeah, dude. Definitely something else. His awesome. sword, bros. Samahara. <laughs> in other news, if you guys haven't seen, Suzume is now in theaters. This is a coming of age action adventure story about a young 17 year old girl named Suzume. Uh, just ended its second week in the US and it's done almost 9 million. So it's pretty impressive for an anime film. And overall in the world, it's done $158 million. So US dollars. I don't, I don't want to convert that to yen. We, we did that last episode. And that'd be, a, that'd be a lot of cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you guys like stories like that, it's kind of like a spirited away story. You know, there's doors. Some dude gets turned into a chair. I don't know the details, but it looks really fun. The animation is stunning from what I've seen. If you guys are into that, definitely go check it out. It's in theaters this weekend as well. And it could be a fun little date night for you and your significant other or you and a friend or whatever. So go check it out. Yes, sir. Yeah. Tyler, you want to get us into our uh, TV shows turn anime? 
Yeah, so on the first topic of the day, talking about uh, um, the Rick and Morty, like the Rick and Morty anime adaptation got us thinking about whatever shows we'd like to see turned into anime. So we each picked a show we thought would make a great anime. Uh, let us know if you have another TV show that you think would make a good anime. And like the boys keep saying, you know, linktree.com slash anime DGENs. Join us on Twitter, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, join the Discord, any any place. Just let us know. Let us I, know. Would, I would love a five-paragraph essay emailed to us and or yes. put in the Discord for us to review and critique. Um, oh, that I would have, be phenomenal, yes. I have great English abilities. You know, I'm pretty good at writing, and I would love to tear somebody's story up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun little thing to do. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, I'll go first here, guys. Uh, what I picked to turn into a normal TV show, live-action TV show, into anime is Narcos. I'm going to focus on season one here because that's my favorite season of this. Um, I've rewatched it a couple of times. Uh, but just in case you guys haven't watched it before, don't know what it is. But Narcos is an American crime thriller drama that follows the story of the kingpin Pablo Escobar uh, back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. Pablo had become a, mil- a billionaire through the production and distribution of cocaine. Cocaine, baby. Yes. Um, this season particularly focuses on Pablo Escobar's interactions with other drug lords, DEA agents, and various opponents in the game. So, to give y'all like an understanding of what type of anime I would want this to get turned into, I'm going to go through some moments that I think would be good anim- animated and how I would change the story and how it's told. But to start off, I'm thinking kind of like a thriller cat and mouse game like Death Note. But then you sprinkle in some action where it's like gang activity, shootouts, um, and random things like that. So have action, but it still has that cat and mouse game. You got like Pablo and his cartel versus the DEA and like the main DEA agent, uh, Steve Murphy. So I think that'd be a really cool interaction uh, to see how they planned to work around each other and, and how Pablo, you know, works in his mind because he's obviously a very intelligent person to be able to run a crime organization and be the richest, pretty much the richest man in the world. Oh, definitely, man. I think that'd be super cool to see animated too, because they could take the reactions and they could take like all the interactions and just turn them oh, up to man. 11, you know, like that's what anime does so well is exaggerating reactions essentially. And with something yes. like this, that's that, intense i think they could do a really fun job with that right in general in general anything that's animated if you can think of it you can do it right you know you would have some historic historical significance with it being about pablo escobar and the medellin cartel but you could have inner dialogue and things like that but just to get started with some of the great moments from the show that i'd like to see animated so in the first couple of episodes pablo escobar gets taken into the police station. He walks in, he's kind of turning himself in. They caught, they caught him for something, but he pretty much runs the police station, but the national government, the national police have come into his town, Medellin. And they say, Hey, come in or we're going to come get you. So he's like, I'll just walk in there. They're going to let me out anyway. Right. The national policeman says, you know, what are you going to do if I do this? And he pulls a gun straight to his fucking head. Pablo doesn't fucking budge. He like fucking smiles. So what I would like to see in that moment is the cop being like, 
with his gun out being like in his mind in his inner dialogue being like what the fuck you know why isn't he flinching like he doesn't even seem afraid he's amused by this so going back to what dan said i think that's something that anime does really really fucking well so all i can all i can imagine is like the scene in death note where light is like just talking about what he would do in his normal day with like such passion i drink mm-hmm. the water i open my notebook <laughs> i take the notes like all that kind of stuff like i yeah. think it'd be super fun to see that in this kind of scene and like you don't get a lot of like really intense drama like this in anime and i think it's something that they should definitely look at exploring i mean we're watching my home hero right now which gets into the yakuza mm-hmm. but we're not seeing the inner workings of the yakuza essentially you know they're kind of the antagonist not the main point which Something like Narcos or, you know, one of the other many crime dramas could do really well. I mean, The Sopranos comes to mind. Like, it'd be really cool to see. Yeah. And, and then going back to some, some other great moments is they're a cartel, right? We, we know what cartels do. I think most of us are familiar with them, um, whether it's the Russian mob or the Mexican cartels. They, they torture people. They, they kill people. And because this is live action, they can't get too far in the hit into that you know they'll hook somebody up to a car battery or fake cut off one of their fingers but one of pablo's escobar's like favorite things to do to people he actually had impo uh hippos imported from egypt they're actually still living uh in uh colombia where he's from and i would like to see him feed some feed some people to the hippos animated i think it'd be kind of fucking hilarious but you could just like <laughs> dramatize so many different torture things where you where whereas you couldn't because it's actually real people or it had to be CGI and it'd be expensive and they're already paying a lot of great actors to be in this, um, and also they have a hitman his name's Poison, so he pretty much is hired by the cartel and he goes on hit jobs he whether he's killing policemen political opponents, other cartel uh, other cartel leaders, and who doesn't want to see a fucking hitman go around sneak through buildings and go into shootouts. You know, we saw that a lot with um, Buddy Daddies, and I think we were all pretty entertained with that, right? Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, just to give you guys another couple of good moments, um, there's one scene where Pablo Escobar's right-hand man, Gustavo, is acting a little sus. He's been missing a lot lately. He's really just messing with a woman, but Pablo is like, oh, has he been talking to other cartels? Is he trying to backstab me? Because Pablo is very paranoid and he has to be because he has killers all around him. They're his friends, but he knows if he shows any weakness, they'll fucking kill him. And Gustavo being his number two, you have to look out for it. Right. Um, so it's called the bomb scene. So Pablo meets Gustavo in kind of their armory. Right. And he's like, Hey, you know, where have you been lately? You know, I I need to know where you're at. Um, and one, are you afraid of dying? And the dude picks up a bundle of dynamite and fucking lights the fuse. <laughs> he's like, because Pablo's like, I'm not afraid of dying. And he's letting the fuse run down. And, and Gustavo's starts off really, really calmly. But I would like to hear Gustavo's inner voice. Is like, is he serious? And then like, he could have like a battle of their minds, like what they're thinking the other one's going to do. But right before the bomb's going to blow up, Pablo stops the fuse. Licks his finger, puts it out. And I think that would be a really intense moment that could be amplified by having that animated. 
And then, yeah, yeah, and some things I think you could change the show, change about the show itself is, and JoJo kind of does it. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure does it. It uses colors to tell a story. So throughout the show, Pablo acts completely different at work, being the boss of the Medellin cartel. When he comes home, he's a very loving father. He does whatever he can for his family. He knows at the end of the day, that's what he has. That's his legacy. So I would like to see some more like play on it being like a bright, well done uh, anime when he's with his family. You can kind of tell from the colors and the vibe and the, just the ambiance, right? But when he's with his cartel members, it gets a little dark, gritty. Uh, it's blood splatter. So I think it, it could be a really great contrast that way. Oh, definitely, man. You could almost like animate it two different ways. Like you could yes. go like the attack on Titan dark with like the lines on the face and everything else when they're in these really, you know, sinister, like action packed scenes. Yes, very, very could, tight. Yeah. You could almost just entirely change the animation to more of like a slice of life focus where it's bright, colorful, like you're saying, but you could actually like literally take the animation and go with a whole different approach on it. Which yep. would be super unique because I've never seen that done. And that would be something really cool to do with this show. Yeah, that'd be sick, man. Because it is almost like he has two different personalities. And he doesn't behave that way in front of his family at all. For a long time, his wife doesn't understand why they're so rich. <laughs> she thinks he's a businessman. And then, you know, she starts seeing things on the news. And she's like, no, you're wrong about him. And then, you know, come to find out a little bit later, it's like, we, we got more money than anybody on the planet now hold on something doesn't seem right but that would be great and then you kind of merge those two things as she starts to put that together and show that visually so oh definitely man, man if you I had to animation, like man if you had to pick like based off an anime that we've talked about or you've seen like what kind of show would you want it to like have the animation style of if that makes sense you know hmm um you know how like revengers got a little bit dark you know there was still bright in spots but just how it was still vibrant but it, it felt heavy when they went to like do a hit that's how i would like it to look um okay and then and then when he's with his family um what was that movie we, we watched um with the deaf girl i thought it was a lot of bright oh, colors okay. and great animation and that that's what i would like for when he's with his family silent voice okay. yeah a silent voice that is right but yeah, I want that yeah. Death Note feel, that cat and mouse game, a lot of inner dialogue just to get in the minds of these kinds of people. And who doesn't want to get into a mind of like one of the most notorious drug lords of all time? Pablo, yeah. Right. It, it would just be, I think it would be amazing if you could do something like this. But that's all for me, guys. Uh, Tyler, you want to get into yours? Uh, Sure, yeah. Um, So for mine, I'm going with a classic. Uh, everybody should have known about this or watched it it's called game of thrones uh so a short summary uh, like a really short summary it's uh, nine noble families fight for control over the land of westeros while an ancient enemy returns after being dormant for millennia and as we know it's not a fight for the land of westeros it's like a fight for the throne basically um so i was uh like bass was saying the style of the show um I was going to make this like a shonen, like signing uh, type of show, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to make this an isekai. It's going to be a little bit different. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So we're going to turn it into an isekai. 
Wait, so you're saying that somebody is sapped from the real world, like me or you, and is put into the story of Game of Thrones? Something like that, yeah. Or, you know, reborn into a role. You know, however you want to look at it. But it's going to be interesting. So mm. the character that I would like to be uh, somebody is got into or reincarnated, reborn, whatever, is either one of two things, either the Night King or the Dragons. I would you like to be, see that. You want to be re- reborn as a dragon? Either the reborn as a dragon or reborn or reincarnated as a Night King or both. I would love to see those two point of views um, from that perspective um, in this anime, like an anime top show. Like that okay. would be like kind of crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's definitely not the the way I thought you were going to go when you said Game of Thrones. Um, when did the I mean, dragons? I can't remember. When did the dragons actually show up in Game of Thrones? It's not right away. No, but that's why I said you could do both. Um, okay. Like you could. But see, the thing is, is uh, like you can do the dragons or whatever, mm-hmm. um, later on and add that perspective as well, and you can do the Night King from the beginning, but you could play on their perspective and how they see the world and stuff like that. Um, That'd be really of, cool, actually. The Night King yeah. perspective would would be nuts. Okay. I mean, we we would still be seeing like the main, the other main perspectives too, but we would be kind of seeing them as the antagonist you know gotcha. so have have you seen overlord tyler uh, i have not no okay so it's like one of the bigger isekais there is and it's yeah. basically um the guy who plays this game he has a guild with all his buddies and the game's getting shut down and he magically just you know gets locked in as his character who is eins Gon, who is like the leader of this like hellish guild who like destroys cities and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and he's just like a normal fucking dude and he's trying to act all tough, and I could definitely get that vibe from it. When you said Game of Thrones, I thought it was going to be more like a Vinland Saga style go at it, which I still think would be really cool. Well, I think I think you could keep that though. Like I think that uh, Vinland Saga's top style, um, mixed up with like an Attack on Titan, that's what I think that uh, those two shows um, added together with this new point of view would make this a whole totally different show than what you. Uh, would have seen on TV and it would just give you a fresh perspective and a different way of looking at it. And so I think when he, when he said, when you said Isaka Tyler, I thought you were going to go with like Tyron Lannister um, or like Jon Snow. No, we, we seen their perspectives a lot. Right. So you're trying to get something different out of this. That's cool. Um, okay. You know, the dragons, you know, that's like a really good, because just like you were saying in animes, you can, you can hear the inner dialogue. So you can actually hear what the dragons are thinking and doing and saying and stuff like that. Yeah. But nobody else does, you know, but you do as a viewer. So and Dan, I know you haven't like watched the series in full. And I, one thing I do want to point about the dragon's perspective is they're actually very, very intelligent creatures. Yeah. They just can't talk. So you would actually get a lot of like inner dialogue and they, they actually have a, their own opinions about what's going on around them. So I don't know if okay. you were aware of that or not. No, no, I, I have not watched all of Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, I, I, I just got HBO like two weeks ago, courtesy of a good buddy of mine and some uh, some definitely not password sharing. Um, but I just haven't <laughs> watched it all the way through yet because I don't have time. <laughs> but it's definitely that. on my list to jump into. But yeah, I've watched like a bunch of episodes like here and there with like my buddies in college. But yeah, it's just an interesting way to look at it, man. Like you That's think very creative. Yeah. 
you think of a show like Game of Thrones and, you know, the thing that it, it would be so good in the Vinland Saga style, but bringing that new view of it where you have like an otaku who just gets turned into the Night King. Yeah. Or a dragon or both dragons. Or whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? it, it, like the whole Night King thing kind of it just flips the whole story on its head, which is what I think is really cool because he's the main antagonist. We don't know that for the first few seasons. Yeah. But just having him be the protagonist instead, it would be. Yeah, really, really fun. I would wonder how you would like, do that as a writer. So, yeah. It would be very interesting. And uh, and like I said, I would like for it to have like an Attack on Titan, uh, Vinland Saga type uh, um, feel to it as well. You know, Vinland Saga, you, it's got like a lot of uh, fighting scenes, hand-to-hand swords, stuff like that. It, it done it pretty well, I thought. And Attack on Titan, you know, it's got your blood, guts, death, anybody can die. You know that's what you want. You know you want you want that in Game of Thrones because that's what Game of Thrones is. You want to keep the true nature of Game of Thrones uh, there, but you just want to. I would want it to bring in a, like a different, like I said, point of view, um, and uh, to see uh, how it how it goes. Um, and yeah. plus, the main the main point is you get some of these mangakas. You know, that actually know how to write a story, they can actually finish this and make it good, bro. <laughs> they can make the ending good. Eight was like the most disappointing thing I've ever. They can ever do it before. right. We can finally get what we want, probably, because they they're gonna make it at least interesting. So that's true. Yeah, definitely, man. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Game of Thrones turned Isekai, new perspective. We we we're seeing the Night King or dragons too. as you know the protagonist instead of antagonist. Um, a better ending, hopefully, uh, better than the ones that the shitty HBO people drew up. Uh, I mean, what else could you ask for? <laughs> so that's like, that is the main reason why I haven't dove into Game of Thrones yet, just because I've heard the ending is garbage, and I'm like, I don't want to watch eight seasons of hour long episodes. Just to know the ending is trash. I mean, it's... The, the thing is, how you get there, bro, is so good, though. Yeah. I don't regret watching it. So I watched all, all the other seven seasons while we were wait between the time between season seven and season eight, right? So, yeah, I, I was disappointed. So many times. So. I was disappointed, but like I was like, I'm still glad I watched this because it is a phenomenal story. It's well-written. It's well-choreographed. So... I'll watch it when you watch Harry Potter. Oh, oh shit! More bets. <laughs> so, I will say this though, Dan. There, it's not bad per se, but it doesn't make sense. Well, because it, it's, it's it's rushed. It's rushed. Yeah, you know, they're just like, oh, let's let's tie up all the loose ends real quick and and let's just get it done real fast and. That's what they did. They just tied it up, got it done real fast, and it just ended up not making sense. The best so. part is when George R.R. R. Martin finally releases his next book, and it's not even the end. And they're like, "Oh shit, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta not animate, but we gotta make this now, and then we gotta wait for another one." I mean, we're <laughs> waiting for that. that. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Is George R.R. R. Martin to actually finish it? That way, we can get a true ending. But I don't think that's gonna happen. So, GGs. Yeah, he's he's getting up there in age and yeah. health issues, yeah, yeah. dude. So yeah, unfortunately. So here I am. Uh, I'm just waiting you on uh, it, our boy. You know, somebody, <laughs> somebody, Kishimoto. You know, Kubo. Like somebody. 
Somebody help me out, Don't say Oda. Oda's got his own job to work on. Don't bring it Yeah, we need him to stay focused. (laughs) (laughs) But Dan, you want to get us into yours? Yeah, so um, I went a different route than these guys. Um, So these guys both picked dramas. And I decided, since Tyler always gives me shit for not liking Slice of Life shows, (laughs) I picked The Office. Because if they made The Office into an anime, I would probably really enjoy it. So if you guys live under a rock and you haven't seen The Office, like I live under a rock and I haven't seen Game of Thrones all the way. Basically, it's a mockumentary about a, just the life of a bunch of people who work for Dunder Mifflin, which is a paper company. These people just sell paper. It is potentially the blandest job you could ever have in your life. But, yeah. you know, you get ego clashes, inappropriate behavior. It's super fun. I don't think there's a slice of life anime out there like this one. And I don't actually know if this would be a slice of life or it would just be a comedy. Do you think you could make, do you think The Office could be made today? No. No. There's a lot of shows. There's a lot of shows that could be made today. No way. They try and recreate it and stuff, and it's just not as good. No, no. You can't make some of the jokes that they made on there anymore. But this is definitely a show that, like, I would find very relatable because, I mean, while I don't sell paper, I work for a company that sells stuff. And I know a lot of us work in an office environment and we could relate to it. You know, it'd be great for somebody in like their late 20s through 40s. Yeah, I think it'd be great because like like you said, we all work in offices and there's always so many different personalities just walking around. You know, they may not always clash, but I could definitely see some of my coworkers in some of these characters. Of course, they're exaggerated because it's a TV show, but it's like, I know someone like that. Oh, definitely, man. And the thing is, if you made it an anime, you could exaggerate it even more. Oh, man, it'd be amazing. <laughs> like, fan service, bro. Oh, God. We kind of <laughs> get, like, inner monologues when they're talking to the camera. But you could have that more during scenes. And there's just so many scenes in this that would be absolutely hilarious if they animated them. Like, I would almost get, like, a Gintama vibe off it. Mm-hmm. Can, you, oh, just... can you imagine an anime version of Michael Scott? It'd be incredible. Oh and <laughs> his mind just just seeing what he see his eyes see like what he sees you know in his mind like it's it'd be crazy all i can imagine is that scene in spongebob where the spilt milk spills over in patrick's mind <laughs> <laughs> that's about it out of but here. like there's so many good anime tropes that would just flourish in this show i mean imagine dwight just doing the classic push up the eyeglasses oh, look oh that'd be good yes you could mix in a little fan service with, you know, Pam and all the other women in the office. Like, I mean, imagine, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but the redheaded lady who's a fucking whack job. Aaron. Oh, no, you're Aaron. talking about, uh, no, it's not Aaron. Aaron's a skinny one. She's also a redhead. Um, I can't remember. with an M, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember the top of my head. I haven't watched The Office in a while, but I mean, if this comes out, I'd watch it right away. Um, but like, there's just so many good characters in it. There's so many good scenes. Like, imagine, like, the chili scene where Kevin just spills the chili, oh, no. but animated in, like, the most, like, aggressive shonen style, like, thing you could ever imagine. Like, it would be so funny. I'd be there for it. <laughs> the scene, I'd be beyond there for it, yes. There's just so many good ones. Like, I mean, everybody's favorite gif, no God, please no, when Michael <laughs> Scott realizes that Toby is back working for them would be hilarious because it'd be so exaggerated. Like, it'd be like a JoJo-esque, like, no, God, please, no. It'd be like a JoJo <laughs> scene. And I could also think about it. I remember when, like, Persona made um, 
I think it was Zoro, Sanji, and Usopp very depressed. And they like just bent over on their knees with like the, the vapors coming off of them. Oh, yeah. They could oh. use that too. I think that'd be good. There'd be so many like Demon Slayer, Full Metal Alchemist style shots where they're just like animated very poorly and everything like that. It'd be great. But it would just be so good. I mean, the parkour scene. Parkour. They, they could animate that like they're actually doing parkour and then it just goes to them in the office like running around like idiots. It'd be great. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good one. And I'm, I'm really uh, I was surprised that you went with the office because it would be like Slice of Life. Yeah, you know, it's, out of you guys. Uh, it's, I really enjoy me picking this. a picking a genre of anime that I don't necessarily fuck with, but taking a show I enjoy and putting it in that realm, you know. But the one thing like I was trying to think of like how I'd want it animated and I feel like kind of like the buddy daddy's vibe would be good for it. You know, very happy, but also some dark moments because I mean, there are some dark moments in the office, yeah. but like that animation with how bubbly everyone is would be great. That would work perfectly, I think. But yeah, that's that. That was my pick. So, okay, yeah. A one boys. I'll watch it, but you know I'm a slice of life guy, so I'd be down. Tyler yeah, would be first in line again. Like <laughs> I, I don't know if it'd be a slice of life or it'd be a rom com. I don't know how they would they would frame it, but hey. I want it just to be shenanigans. I don't need all the lovey dovey stuff. Hey, rom coms are slice what about of life. Pam and Jim, bro. What the fuck? What do you What do you yeah. want? Yeah, I want the fun stuff. I want the. Well, chilling. you can have both. You can have both. Fair yeah. enough. Like I said, rom-coms are a slice of lives. All okay. slice of lives ah. aren't rom-coms, but all rom-coms are a slice of lives. That's this is the this is the information I needed to confirm. That's why I like literally <laughs> in my notes I was like, is this a comedy or a slice of life? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's if we could have a show that we've enjoyed turned into an anime. Uh, again, like we said, jump in the Discord. Let us know if you have a good one. I would, I expect like a nice little five paragraph essay from somebody. Please, let us critique. Fail, if you fail, you will be watching Inuka San's dog. Oh God, no, we're never watching that. We're oh. never talking about that. No, oh, they no. are not us. No, we they are. We're not we, watching we, it. No, we're gonna <laughs> make somebody watch it. <laughs> we can't make somebody watch something we're not gonna watch ourselves. I've already watched like two episodes of it. So you're 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 uh, you're a different breed, brother. Had <laughs> <laughs> to try it out for the team, bro. Somebody got to. took one for the team. Oh yeah, my God. took one for the team, cool. and he's like, "Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for this one, baby." <laughs> we never talk about it. GGs, all for nothing. Damn. But awesome. So now we are gonna just bring the nostalgia. We're turning it up to eleven, guys. So everybody in like that age group, from anywhere from like twenties through like mid thirties, you grew up with Pokemon in your life. It is. It was like the biggest craze in the 90s and i mean i still buy the new games every year when they come out like same brother I no doubt you know pokemon taught me how to freaking read nuts 100 man so we're gonna be talking about the climactic battle at the end of pokemon journeys which is currently on netflix this battle ain't there yet part four should be dropping eventually so if you want to catch up the masters eight tournament's been really fun before this so to get into it, basically, we picked the climactic battle of Ash versus Leon and we sat down and we watched it in all its glory. And we're just going to give you guys our opinions on it. And it was fucking awesome. man. how'd you guys feel about it? Well, to start off, um, the, the animation, you think you think back to when we were kids and how 
some of the moves were animated. And you look at it now, it's night and day. They can mix in a little CGI just to give it a, a more vibrant feel. I like that part of it a lot. Um, but the nostalgia was hitting, bro. It was hitting hard. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was intense. I got some goosebumps uh, a couple of times during the battle. So I, I'm glad we did this. Yeah, did you- I enjoyed it too, so yeah. Awesome. Do you guys think it was a satisfying end to the 25-year journey with 10-year-old Ash Ketchum? Yes, uh, I thought it was. Go ahead. You said uh, you, no, get, you I, had a little, uh. No, I, I was just going to say yeah, too. I was just, oh, okay. uh, it, it was a lot. It was a lot for me for uh, 4 o'clock on a damn Monday, bro. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel that, dude. Um, The only thing I didn't like is like, how ash is animated nowadays um that threw me for a little bit of a loop he looks very different um that's the only thing that kind of threw me off but otherwise i i I really thought it was just a banger yeah i think as they introduced more characters who were older they kind of had to make ash look more like a 10 year old and that's why we kind of see him like that yeah that makes sense uh i think something was uh there was some moments where his voice was like a tad bit different it seemed like um uh, of I course mean, we watched it dubbed um for nostalgia reasons you know but yeah bro colleen the voice actor is 25 yeah. years older obviously <laughs> she's gonna sound a little different she's like she's in like her 50s right now and she, obviously she's gonna sound a little different you know like when yes. ash was doing like the more like uh hollering uh high-pitched stuff you could definitely tell it was a different type of voice sometimes it seemed like but when he had the raspy voice you know going like the low whatever it was their classic ash so but it True. it wasn't that bad like i i still colleen, i still really enjoyed it so we still love you colleen we yeah. know your voice is seasoned and we love it <laughs> <laughs> but i thought there were some really satisfying moments in the battle itself uh Dragapult was absolutely watching uh, Ash for a while. That's a and broken then, Pokemon, dude. For real, for real. The Dragon Tail, when he was like making his Pokemon swish out so he could like damage them a little bit at a time, was phenomenal. We got to see a lot of like different strategies. Them using like the the abilities um, was awesome. Like Cinderance, whatever move uh, that Pokemon did. Libero, Liberio, I think it was. Yes, it is. Yeah, to yeah. wherever, you know, it changed it to a ground type if you use a ground type move. It was just cool to see all that interplay. Um, and then you got had Mr. Rhymes like freezing the field um, and upping his, you know, psychic powers. It was it was really a lot of interplay. And I thought it was just satisfying to watch. And like, you know, when you battle your friends on Pokemon, this is how you think. Yeah, definitely. I think the fact that they've started introducing a lot more strategy in this show specifically has been really fun, you know, in like other Pokemons, it was always just like, Ash would do some kooky shit, but nobody else would. Mm-hmm. And having Leon come back with that. And there's a scene where, so in the fight before you don't see it, Pikachu does this move where he basically creates like an electric defense field around him. And you see Leon's Inteleon do the same thing when he's fighting Gengar. And that was super cool to see. So Leon learning on the fly like that, implementing a move in a day, like that's crazy. You know, it just goes to show why he is the peak Pokemon trainer of the time. And he is the champion. He's the monarch or whatever they're going to call him. And like he hasn't lost a battle since his first Pokemon battle. 
that's nuts. I mean, we don't lose battles in the game, but that's because we're, you know, playing a kid's game. That ain't we're the real Pokemon. Fix. We've been playing this my, like, entire life, yeah. It's true, and, you know, we don't live in the Pokemon world where we'd actually have to train. We just go, just kill Raptatoss a million times until we level up. <laughs> Big facts. So have y'all, have y'all, like, uh, I'm not sure about, but have y'all actually kept up with the new gen Pokemon with the shows or the games or like do you actually know like all these Pokemons that's coming out and stuff? Yeah. I, I know I know you them do? all. I s I don't know all of their names because we're well over a thousand Pokemon at this point. Okay. Um but like if I see them I know. Right. Okay. I know who they and are. And that's just I've, from I've, playing I've the game? I yes. And I've except for uh Scarlet and Violet these most recent two mainline games, I've played and finished every single Pokemon, mainline Pokemon game. Okay, okay. Yeah, and as well, I've played every mainline game. I beat Scarlet and Violet, no problem on that. But I've actually been watching Journeys. It's like my really hungover Saturday morning show when I don't want to get out of bed. I just throw <laughs> it on the background because I know it's Pokemon, and if I fall back asleep, I'm not missing much. You know, I might miss right. some key story points, but I can pick up where Ash is. So the cool thing with this show, instead of the past ones where it's like, I got to go fight the gym leaders. I got to get the badges. I got to do this. I got to get to the Pokemon League. This one sets out a whole new style for this. I'm trying to think what they call it, but basically it's a competition where each trainer has a rank. And instead of just going and fighting gym leaders, you actually fight people in this competition. So it's like ladder play. Essentially, but you can randomly meet them and set up a match throughout like it doesn't have to be at a at a stadium or anything like that and um you just say, to... pull, meet me here at this time and it's like let's go yeah that's so ash dope. To, okay ash had to earn his way into the top eight and you see that through 130 episodes and they did a really good job in this one of actually introducing the legendary pokemon lore um go who's his friend who you don't see in this because he's on a mission to find Mew mm -hmm. during this battle is doing all this stuff for project mew and you kind of see a much different pokemon story and it's honestly the most refreshing pokemon anime you will ever watch once you get past ash looking like an actual 10 year old which wasn't very hard once you watch i mean a no episodes. like and like the like you said the battles are a little bit more complex now um you can see the games in the story now that's what i loved um you have not the, the most recent game what was the one before that uh sword, sword and shield, shield. Sword and Shield. So there's characters from that. There's the lore from that, and that they follow it really well. And like that's cool to see. Oh, I just played this freaking game a couple of years ago. Here are these characters in the anime, and I don't think that the previous renditions, uh, or at least the ones I grew up on, followed it so much. You you had like Misty and you had Brock, but it was completely different in a completely different context. So that was really cool to see. I really really enjoyed that actually. Yeah, they've definitely gotten more into that as they've grown. Like Sun and Moon which had the really overplayed anime style, which was different than this. Yeah. Which is, I think, the one that you saw, and you're like, oh, hell no, I'm not watching that. Yes. But that <laughs> followed the story of Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon to the T. And you actually oh. see, during this battle, there's, like, a scene where it flashes back to everybody that Ash has met in his journey, and it was just so nostalgic, dude. You see Terry, which we haven't seen since the Orange Islands. You see Brock, Misty... You see everybody you met in, you know, Hoenn, Kanto, Johto, everywhere. And it was just super nostalgic to see. Like, if you yes. followed this show since it its inception awesome. in, like, 94, you would just be, like, drowning in nostalgia. And what was cool 
we got to see Team Rocket cheering for for Ash and Pikachu. That's their and they Pikachu, were so bro. fucking proud. That's their Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's our Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful, man. Yeah, like the nostalgia, like you said, is turned up to a hundred. Oh, so the reason Team Rocket boy. is there is they are live streaming all the battles illegally. <laughs> to the yes, make money. yes, for the people, bro. <laughs> hey, they gotta do something, bro. And one thing that's really great in Journeys with Team Rocket is that they have a Pelipper that has this magic machine that just flops out of his mouth, and they take Meowth's coin, and it's like a lottery machine, essentially, like a one of those classic machines you see at a st- like a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And two Pokeballs come out, and they just throw them, and little tags pop out with all their attacks on it. So it's not just Ekans and Arbok. It's like sometimes they get crazy strong Pokemon, sometimes they get trash. Like, it's really funny. Oh, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched this and you enjoy Pokemon, definitely just... It's just, like, a really fun show to watch. Um, But getting back to the big battle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because we just went on a little tangent there. Um, So one of the things I absolutely loved about this battle is they took all the abilities from the previous show, like, series and games and brought them to the forefront. Like... Chef's kiss, really. In, in Pokemon, you never see Mega Evolution. You don't see Z-moves. You don't see... Gigantamax all in one battle, and we get that, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, they just threw it all at us, and I, I was eating it up, man. Um, the battle takes place takes place over what three or four episodes, and so yeah. you get a you get a couple like transformations each each episode, and it just builds to this great crescendo, um, to where it's just Pikachu and Leon's main man, um, that Charizard going at it. It was it was beautiful, honestly. I, I me being a lifetime Pokemon fan, I didn't think it was gonna be. I didn't. I didn't think they were gonna pull it all together so well. Uh, and I only 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 seen like clips at the very end of the battle, and of course that's gonna be epic. But the fact that it was straight gas for four episodes, there was so much strategy. They were pulling Pokemon in and out, getting their matchups right. I mean, and all the Pokemon were dodging, and, and it was just it was well choreographed. And coming from being younger to where it was just really simple, Squirtle used water gun. And he spit some water out. <laughs> very, very, very different, man. Very, very different. It was just really done so well. They did not disappoint me at all. I was actually very impressed. Yeah. Oh, coming That's from my monologue. Somebody... <laughs> Sorry, and man. also, coming from someone that uh, watched a lot of Pokemon when it was a kid or whatever, like me, but I haven't, and I played like a lot of the games too as a kid. But uh, now, I like I haven't really watched any Pokemon after that, and I've only played like uh, Arceus, I believe, uh, just a little bit. I haven't even uh, beat it because I forget that I have a Switch, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's just sometimes. sitting over there on the shelf, bro. So. But I haven't really played any other Pokemon games uh, since the DS, you know. Um, mm. So it's been a while. Um, but the thing is, is like I have no idea what is going on with like the uh, Gigantamax and Z moves and Mega Evolutions, and I only know half these Pokemon that uh, Leon uses and stuff like that. But the thing is, is this is still a very good watch for me. Like uh, I, I had goosebumps several nice. times. Um, just because uh, we get to see Ash, we get to see you know his gla- classic Pokemon Pikachu, um, and like Bass was saying at the end, um, it's Pikachu and Charizard. 
two characters I know very well. Um, and uh, even though they go into like, you know, Jaj uh, Animax and, you know, all this other stuff, I still felt like it was uh, really, a really good animated pot and just a really good overall uh, championship uh, scene uh, that we see Ash go out in. And I, you don't have to understand it to enjoy it. So that's true. And uh, a lot, a lot of, uh, well, at least three of Ash's uh, Pokemon on his belt for this fight were like your classic 151, Gen yeah. 1. Like you said, Pikachu, Gengar, and Dragonite. Um, yeah, and at that point, too, I mean, who doesn't know who Lucario is? Because Lucario right. has been He's fucking well, iconic at this point. Yeah, right? I mean, going back, like Lucario has been one of the most popular Pokemon there is. Um, and then his other two Pokemon are really interesting because Surfetched is actually an evolved form of Farfetched, who is also an OG 151. And yeah, so like if you go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. Uh, it's like, yeah, so like and it's very obvious. They look very similar. It's Surfetched versus Farfetched. Um, so even if you didn't know that he eventually got an evolution, be like, oh, I know what that is, you know? original yeah. 151 i was yeah, the so. same way so i was like that looks familiar yeah so. i think to to evolve a farfetch into a surfetch you have to land like 30 critical hits that one tap ko somebody or something like that so it's stupid hard to get but ash goes in this whole training montage with a farfetch to get to surfetch it's fucking awesome but yeah, they his... have to be in a row don't they yeah uh i think so i don't know if I it's in it, a, maybe I, it's I thought, 10 I, in a row i thought it yeah in the game i think it's 10 in a row but like, I, that it, took me a long ass time, I will say. I think I think having Dracovish on his team too is super fun because so um a lot of the stuff from the show comes from the Galar region, which is Sword and Shield. And the fossils in the Galar region were just nutty. So basically you found two rocks and you put them in a machine together and it would spit out some like monster, like not what it's supposed to be at all. So Dracovish is half fish, half dragon. <laughs> so he's it's a body so of a dragon yeah so ugly too <laughs> but he is one of the most broken pokemon in sword and shield his attack stats are through the roof his attack vicious rend is disgustingly strong and you see his um dracovish going to like i don't know what they called it it was like a power-up mode but like he gets super op and just starts tanking everyone and just running at them and just chomping them up. And it's just like super gratifying to see such a stupid Pokemon by the look be so broken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he gets attacked by another dragon attack and it like activates his uh, special ability. So it's just like all those little details. It's 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 fun to watch um, because when you're making your freaking belt and, and Pokemon, like you're, you're thinking about how to put your team together. I'll usually have a couple of my favorite Pokemon on, um, but I'm thinking about, oh, I need. Some people that can do this, some people that can do other things, and it's fun. Oh, definitely, man. And, like, so getting towards the end of the scene with Charizard and Pikachu going at it. Um, Go shit. They're going at it heavy, and Pikachu uses Iron Tail on Charizard a bunch of times and is falling back down to the ground. After he was, like, running on the scaffolding of the arena, like, it is insane. And... um he lands and Leon has his Charizard use a fire blast. His fire blast is like Kaokin 10 level fire blast. Like it is, it is just absolutely it's a broken. Big boy one. Yeah. And Pikachu can't use Thunderbolt in time to counter it. 
and Pikachu almost goes down and he actually passes out for a second. And you get this awesome scene where it's basically all of Ash's teams throughout the entirety of Pokemon cheering Pikachu on to get him to stand up again. And you see his Kanto team, you see his Johto team, his Hoenn team, his Alola team. Like, it's awesome to see everybody there. And so if you haven't followed the anime, you can kind of see what his teams were. But um, it also goes on to basically have Ash come in and say, like, see, Pikachu, everybody's with you right now. And Pikachu just gets up and goes full on Super Saiyan with a Thunderbolt. Yeah, no, it's 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 a uh, definitely plus ultra material right there. <laughs> it just like zooms in on him. He's like locked in and it's like, oh, it's time now. This is it. This is the big attack. This is where they get him. And, like, the animation got up to, like, One Piece quality of, like, Luffy versus Kaido for a second. Like, Charizard. Which was nuts to see in Pokemon, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Holy like, smokes. Charizard looked fierce in that scene. But basically, it's the climactic ending. They both go at it, and Pikachu comes out on top, baby. We got a new champion. We got a new monarch. Yes, yes. I, I, w- I do want to bring up one thing that really got me going during the battle. Um, when Pikachu and who was the Pikachu? Who was Pikachu battling? They both Gigantamax, and they started yeah, playing the. Cin- oh, you're talking about Cinderance? Yes, yeah, Cinderance. Yes, it was Cinderance. They both Gigantamax, and they started playing the Gigantamax music. That was a vibe. That was a whole vibe, bro. I was bobbing my head on that shit. They do that every time somebody Gigantamax is in that show, oh. which is awesome. Uh-huh. Okay, we hadn't heard it in that uh, in that battle yet, which was it's, yeah. So usually in a Pokemon battle, you can only Giant Max once. Yes. So they'll always save it for the end, you know. For sure, for sure. But I think the moment in this fight, I mean, I had goosebumps. I'm sure Tyler did too because he watched <laughs> the OG Pokemon. Was when Pikachu's powering up, all you hear is the original Pokemon theme song start playing. Oh yeah. And, like, my, my skin is crawling right now just thinking about it. Like, it was so fucking awesome. Yo, I'm just gonna let y'all know, Dan, you had me tearing up. Tearing up with goosebumps. Like I said, at 4 o'clock on a Monday, right before the podcast, bro. <laughs> like, what's up? He, he, he needs to take it easy on me. He needs to chill. <laughs> Dan, I'm gonna give you your flowers right now, dog. This was a great idea. Dan came up oh. with this idea, and I, I, gotta, I gotta say that this was A1. I really, really enjoyed this segment, man. This is so, awesome. I actually watched it du- or subbed like mm-hmm. um, six months ago and then i saw on tiktok that they did that what i just talked about with playing the original pokemon song i was like oh no we gotta we gotta we gotta watch this for the podcast yes yes that was it just hit different with the song man and like you oh. you know someone somebody like me i know all the words most people that know pokemon know all the words to that so you're like oh man yeah, oh. i mean the flashback you know with all the pokemon ash you know cheering pikachu on plus the song hits you know Pikachu's down for the count, and he's not. It's just a lot of emotions right then, you know? It's crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. They even had Butterfree and Pidgeot, who Ash released, Lapras, who Ash released, so, like, everybody was fucking there. And they also had a scene where, like I mentioned, they showed all of Ash's, like, old friends and partners throughout everything. They even got my old boy Terry in there, and, like they said, Terry hasn't been around since, like, the Orange Island arc, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. Brock was there, Misty... It was awesome, man. It yeah. was just such good nostalgia. It was just incredible. Main veined it, really. I loved it. 
So based on that, would you guys ever be interested in checking out the new Pokemon anime following new characters? Or are you going to put it to bed with Ash? I want to at least in... see what it's what what happens with it, because, you know, Ash is part of my childhood, so I'm, I'm pretty emotionally attached to him. But I mean, how do you I don't know how you restart without him. So I'm interested to see. Yeah, so they're on episode three, I think, in Japan of it or three or four, and it's getting rave reviews like the action of the battles is on par with Ash vs. Leon and like a casual episode three or four. So like I'm kind of waiting for it to hit hit Netflix when they get it, and I'll I'll be binging that shit for sure, dude. Oh yeah, me personally, I don't think that I don't think it's very interesting for me to see the new one, but it would be interesting for me to check out Ash's journey, like on this new gen stuff like this, uh, the, the journeys or whatever. Um, or it, this actually made me want to go back and rewatch just some straight up Pokemon. Not gonna lie. Oh, but, I can't go back and watch the old stuff, dude. It's so repetitive. <laughs> I mean, just, just every once in a while, you know, just throw on yep. some just while you're chilling, you know? I could like, definitely pull up the Squirtle episode. Yeah. I've watched <laughs> a lot of it babysitting my nieces because I wanted to bring them up, right? Mm-hmm. And it is, it is, it is, uh, you got to watch it through rose colored glasses because it does not stand up to the day. I can guess well, that much. Yeah, I'd be interested in Journeys then for sure. Yeah, See journeys is great. That. Journeys is great. Like I said, it's like my go-to. Like I'm really hungover and I haven't watched this yet. I'm just gonna throw it on in the background show for Saturday mornings. I just don't know if I would be like down for a new, uh, new non-Ash uh, Pokemon. So, if the story, if the storytelling is there, I'm a hundred percent down because I still love Pokemon as an IP. And I mean, you're not playing as Ash in the game, so like. If the storytelling is good and riveting and they keep up with what they've been doing with the journeys with new characters, I'd be down for it. You know, I'll probably watch it just because, I mean, Pokemon's been such a big part of my life for God. Twenty. Two or sorry, 23, 24, 25 years, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I got my first Pokemon game when I was like four. Yeah, I've been taught playing me to, them ever since. Yeah, it taught me to read too, man. Like I could read Flamethrower before I could read like dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got to figure out what all, everything means effective, you know, definitely dude. But awesome, guys. Um, like I said, if you haven't watched this yet, highly recommend it. Um, it will be it on Netflix sooner than later, or you can drive to Canada like we did. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod to check it out on their Netflix. <laughs> sell, sell to Canada. Yeah. But awesome, guys. Once again, we appreciate you hanging out with us for our week's degenerate anime degens podcast. Make sure you go to the link tree, join the Discord, let us know what you guys think. Uh, check us out on TikTok, YouTube, everywhere. Tyler's been killing it with the shorts, absolutely killing it, like putting out some hilarious content. Shout out, Tyler. Let's go. Uh, yeah. And uh, we hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next Tuesday. Bye.